Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 98 podcast. I am your host, Kieran, and today I'm here to share Abby's story with you all. She is a USF grad, class of 2019. She has a BA in communication studies and a double minor in media studies and Philippine studies. For more information on Abby and today's topic, please follow us on Instagram at 98.podcast and at Abby underscore and check out abby's website i have everything linked in the bio just in case i said something wrong oops uh but anyways welcome to the show abby (laughs) thanks for having me um yeah abby underscore a y e is what i usually tell people because otherwise they think it's just the letter a i'm sorry i probably should have asked you before (laughs) i was just like oh shoot is that a (laughs) Anyways, okay, thanks for being on. Um, Before we begin, quick disclaimer like usual, um, everything we're sharing here today is based off of our life experiences and our education and our advice, so we're just here to give an honest response to today's topic, so let's begin. Let's just start with a little catch-up and like how life is going for you. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and yeah. Yeah, so I am Abby. I am a first-generation <laughs> Filipinx American. I'm from the Bay Area, Vallejo, California specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Quarantine, I'm probably just as boring as everyone else, probably. Well, no, I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. say that since I just started, uh-huh. well, not just started working, but since I just got hired, so mm-hmm. Yay, probably congrats. not. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I've checked, honestly, I've kind of been slacking on work. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I'll probably talk about it later, but yeah. this job kind of just fell into my lap. Oh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't say that because people will think that that's okay. <laughs> no, I feel like that happens. It's like timing is everything and like the right opportunities are given to people at certain times. So that's really great. And I feel like it's also good to be like, I guess, slacking during quarantine. It kind of unmotivates you. And it's also okay to not be as productive as you wish because it's kind of like something that's preventing everyone from being productive sometimes. So it's totally valid, valid. So like we mentioned in your bio, you attended the University of San Francisco. How was that like? And how did you enjoy majoring in communication studies and minoring as well? Um, so I have the best professors ever, I think. I've only mm. had, like, maybe just one bad experience with a professor. Otherwise, like, mm. not just I had great professors, but I'm actually really tight with my professors. Like, yeah. I'll still email them. I still have some of their numbers. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really tight with my professor. So communication studies, I think the most helpful classes probably that I took was my social media public relations class because that's pretty much what I'm doing right now Mm -hmm. and then that just went really well with media studies because media studies I took production classes and it helped me um, become a better storyteller and Mm -hmm. become a better producer overall I think when it comes to both making videos or film and 
doing motion graphics mm-hmm. so yeah cool. no i was gonna say because i i don't think i've ever even told you about this i was considering doing a minor in media studies because i had a friend who was a major yeah like oh. I, I really like the idea of production learning about production and kind of storytelling but i think i just ended up going with design as a minor I mean, I don't regret it either way because I think it was like super helpful with my marketing degree. But yeah, no, I that's why I was always like, ooh, media studies. I want to know more. Like, what did I miss out on, you know? So thanks for kind of giving a little insider yeah. tip. And I guess like overall USF experience wise, like were you involved in any clubs, organizations? How was that like for you? Yeah, so I was super involved on campus. I would say I was on the executive board for two years for our Filipino org, uh, Kasamahan, mm-hmm. and then I was also on an executive board for two years with our film production organization, USF TV. So I think the, the best thing about going to USF is just being in the city mm-hmm. in general, yeah. because there's just so many connections and opportunities. So with mm-hmm. like my professors I got a lot of opportunities from them um, with all of my classmates or the people in my organizations I got a lot of connections from them um, mm-hmm. even the job I have right now I actually got it from a connection from when I was working at Bob guys <laughs> oh really yeah yeah Dang, so I <laughs> I just became I wouldn't really say I became tight with, but I I became friends with both guys' marketing director at the time, <gasps> and Gasp. she got me this opportunity, so, wow. yeah. And it's crazy because we're not even particularly close. She just follows me on Instagram, so she sees mm-hmm. my work and stuff. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool, dude. I didn't know that. Whoa, no, but yeah. like it's so cool because like it's. I guess there's like pros and cons to this, but it's like if you know people, you know, it's really beneficial in like getting connected to these opportunities because like similar to you, a lot of opportunities that I've been receiving or being a part of, it's because it was like a professor who liked me and like had me in a class and thought I was really good at this is recommending me to apply to this program and so Mm -hmm. besides the professors it's also like classmates and random people that I've engaged with over the years and so I just like it's I I think your point is very valid like it kind of like the opportunity just comes to you especially if you're engaging with a a bunch of other people so it's like people in your network and everything so that's really cool yeah yeah actually I got all of my post-grad jobs from connections um I had Mm -hmm. three different post-grad jobs um the first two were contract jobs, so that's those are finished. I was gonna say, um, uh, like, kind of going off of the USF TV stuff that you mentioned. Like, um, I know because we were like, I worked for Cab, and we were right across the like desk from each other. So, you know, how what was it like working with USF TV? And like, did you have projects and stuff like that that you were working on that you'd want to share with us or let us know to check out or anything like that? Yeah, so USF TV, my first position was cultural producer my junior year. Um, so Basically, I made a bunch of films about cultural experiences. Um, I made a film about... Mm -hmm. One of my projects was 
about a first-generation woman of color at USF and how her background affects her as a student. Um, another project, I did a couple videos about the history of Filipino veteranos and then another one about Black History Month. Mm-hmm. So those are just examples of some of the projects that I worked on yeah. with is, USFTD. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, is there any way to check out those projects? Like, Are they uploaded anywhere? Or? Yes. Um, yeah. Check out USFTD's YouTube channel. Just look up USFTD. I'm pretty sure that's uh-huh. our account name. It's just USFTD. Yeah. No, I think it is because I remember watching some stuff too i don't remember what maybe it was like cmf stuff once but yeah no i'll definitely also link it in the bio so check out all that stuff because that'll be great (laughs) um and then any other projects that you were working on right any other things that yeah so actually one of my communication studies classes was an internship class so i think that was actually Mm -hmm. probably the most helpful class that i took at USF because for one we were getting experience through the internship but also our professor was teaching us things about how to interview what questions you should ask at interviews how to negotiate salaries things like that Ooh. yeah so mm-hmm. I, was, I, I wish that was like a required course for everybody because dude I a, know that's that's like an issue course. I've been facing is like the negotiating the salary or like I've had positions be like, oh, so what's your salary, like, mm-hmm. ask, right? And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I have no idea what to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, Actually, yeah. Oh, hold on. There was, mm-hmm. there was payscale.com. If you're trying to figure out Ooh. how to uh, or what salary you should ask for, go on Payscale. Really useful. Basically, you put in either your title um, and then the different responsibilities, um, the size of the company, Mm -hmm. your experience, and then it'll show you like the whole scale of what the salary range is. Yeah, so I actually, my salary that I have right now is right in the middle of the range. Um, So yeah, super helpful, payscale.com. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah, no, oh my gosh. I wish, because I randomly Googled my position stuff but i don't think i've ever like factored in the fact that i'm doing way more work than what your typical basic marketing associate would be doing like i'm reading business plans and writing them so i'm like i feel like i should get paid more you know oh this is why it's like you're adulting but you don't know how to still and it's like yeah whatever anyways anyways (laughs) what are we talking about i think the thing too (laughs) with like marketing or advertising or just different creative jobs in general is you can have the same title mm-hmm. but they'll be completely different responsibilities or the other way around like they'll be the same responsibilities but right, they'll be different right. titles so i think pay scale really helps because my job they actually made the position specifically for me and they didn't have a title oh. for it yet so they oh, gave me okay, okay. marketing coordinator but they gave me so many responsibilities that are different from yeah. you just look up the uh, description for a marketing coordinator yeah no that's really cool because like I kind of that happened in my case too like I'm just working part-time as a marketing person but they wanted to hire me 
to be kind of like a in-store hospitality person so like a salesperson at a like a store that opened up at the mall but then I was kind of like they saw my resume and I kind of was like oh I'm looking more of a marketing job and now they were just like oh okay well never mind let's actually have you work on that then (laughs) and so they kind of just made this position for me which is really cool like I didn't know that that's how the world works too is like if you bring a certain value they'll make a position that can kind of utilize it you know so that's kind of that's cool that you that was able to happen for you yeah and also on a similar note kind of i was a marketing assistant for the center of asian american media and i was basically helping with their social media pretty Mm -hmm. similar to what i'm doing now yeah um and then I kind of just offered to do mm-hmm. motion graphics work for them. It wasn't it wasn't like in the job description or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could definitely just offer your own ideas. Yeah. And actually, that's probably like something that you should do anyways. Is yeah. Get involved and offer your ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So any other projects or anything you wanted to mention before we move on? Yeah, I wanted to talk about my internship, actually. Yeah. Um, or my past internship. Mm-hmm. So I interned with Soma Filipinas, um, which is the Filipino cultural district in downtown San Francisco. And I did a few video projects or films, I guess. It's weird to like call them films because when I think of a film, I think of mm-hmm. like a movie or like a narrative film mm-hmm. but um i guess they're like documentary or promotional films yeah those could be films um mm-hmm. yeah but pretty much i i we had a series called legacy businesses so i did kind of promotional documentary oh. type videos for different businesses in some filipinas uh-huh so yeah i think that was really cool because whenever i I think storytelling is just such a powerful thing, and one of mm-hmm. my emphasis is <laughs> emphasis is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a weird word. I know. Can I emphasize. <laughs> my yeah, I was like, is there a plural like emphasizes? <laughs> um. Okay. So my concentrations when I do any type of storytelling is I want to make media that represents the underrepresented or create Mm -hmm. deeper understandings with cultures and I think that's something that I was able to do with my internship at Soma Filipinas so Mm -hmm. that's something that I really appreciated and I think if if you're trying to build a portfolio especially for creatives it's really important to seek out those opportunities that'll help you build up that concentration <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah i, I think okay. <laughs> cool. okay now we're <laughs> but no i think that's really cool because like one of my friends uh she is really into supporting the needs of the bay area filipino community mm-hmm. and i think like a lot of the things you just touched on really relate to what she's been doing or trying to do behind the scenes mm-hmm. but i think there's just like I think she has, like, a disconnect with the community as of right now. And so, like, I think it'd be really cool to, like, 
I'm going to I'm going to tell her to listen to this <laughs> and be like, yo, you should connect with Abby and hear what she's got to say about this. Because I like when you were talking about it, I was like, whoa, this sounds very similar to kind of like what she was trying to do, like the storytelling, the culture and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, another thing, mm-hmm. too, is um, since Soma Filipinas is a nonprofit, it was really easy to just offer my services to them because, you know, they are a nonprofit. So they're down yeah. to take in whoever yeah um and so Filipinas is actually where i got most of my connections that wow. ended up being like paid positions so mm-hmm. i definitely say to take advantage of that yeah no i would definitely i'll even tag them in this or a website or something so people can check them out though no, that sounds really cool um and then kind of moving on from that I wanted you to kind of go over graduation and what what that was like for you because um, so Abby graduated right before the pandemic happened. So like in December of 2019. Right. And honestly, like I feel like the entire spring class that came after you all were just like, oh, my God, if we knew we'd go, we would have tried sooner like to graduate. Like even for me, like I was on track to graduate in December, but I decided to take on my minor and I like I was part of the campus activities board. So I was more into the idea of like sticking around and being on the e-board for the whole year because you're not allowed to sign up for just like half a semester. So like I my factors were different, but I don't know. What was graduation like for you? What was it like to actually walk the stage? Because I didn't get to experience that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, graduation walking across the stage it was a little anticlimactic really really yeah it was yeah we didn't even throw our caps up i think everyone was kind of just like are we supposed to throw our caps oh my gosh let's just not do it so we needed a hype person (laughs) to like get it started pretty much Uh i think also because they gave us like the crappiest time oh really to what time were you the college of arts Mm -hmm. We graduated at like 7 p.m. and it was raining. Dang, really? It was anticlimactic? I was like, I thought you were going to be yeah, like, it was it amazing. Really <laughs> oh, okay. No, Dang. well, I mean, it probably is like that for some people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get a limited amount of tickets to mm-hmm. have people come in and actually watch in person. Yeah. And I think the excitement really comes from when you actually get outside of the church and people yeah. give you, like, presents and, like, you can pop champagne oh. and stuff. And I had none of that, so... Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was super rainy yeah. and it was dark. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing about the December graduations then, I guess. Because, yeah. yeah, no, because, like, when my friend graduated, she also graduated December 2019. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like like everyone running out of the gym right like because you're supposed to some people who are actually like your family members inside that are waiting have to like come out too and so it's hard to find people Mm -hmm. but i wasn't inside the um inside the church so i was already outside and i found my friend like sooner than her family did i was just like oh my gosh and giving her gifts and everything and like everyone was popping champagne and like it was so it's like the energy was yeah. so amazing and i'm like that that's the thing that I, i'm like oh my god i missed out on mm-hmm. my parents also wanted to do like a graduation party for me and like we we didn't do that <laughs> they're all like we'll do it eventually i was like i feel like it loses its like like i don't know suspense or like and yeah uh, i don't know like power <laughs> the longer we wait but whatever i'm over it whatever <laughs> it's funny because i was actually envious of people that got to graduate 
in the spring because it was just so rainy and dark. I was like, oh man, like if yeah. I graduated in the spring, I'd get to be greeted with everyone and pop champagne and everything. But now I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm like, <laughs> I'm so lucky yeah. I got out right on time. I know. <laughs> you got, honestly, it sucks too because like COVID happened right, like two days or two days, two or three months right before graduation. So it was like, like, oh my gosh, like we were so close and then they were just like, psych <laughs> but i mean that's actually a really cool like interesting perspective that you had on graduation because i thought everyone was just like yes i did it because like i'm also first generation yeah. and so like for me it was like that was going to be like huge highlight milestone for me yeah. and now it's kind of left in this like weird vagueness of like a youtube video <laughs> that they gave us to watch and i'm just like awkwardly like wow i like I literally when I started off this year I was like I'm gonna walk the stage I'm gonna make my family proud I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and then it's like nothing like that really happened I mean the feeling's still there but yeah. you know yeah I think yeah. at least the one thing that we have over the spring graduates is that I got to like party afterwards <laughs> like mm -hmm. I went to a yeah. club with my cousin and got completely trashed so <laughs> that's one thing that i can brag about Love that. I, I guess yeah no i think that's what we did with my friend too we like bar hopped and stuff so that was kind of fun i that's like also a thing it's like what happens after you know you get off that stage that oh uh, yeah that's beautiful whatever it's fine it's fine but did you have any like thoughts or words of wisdom for those graduating in december because like yeah what they did for the spring class was just throw together our youtube video and i i mean i appreciate it right like i'm not gonna say i don't because they could have just not done anything and just looked bad <laughs> but they like kind of put this youtube video together and they released it on the day or the time that you were supposed to graduate the valedictorian still i think gave like little speeches and stuff and i'm actually gonna have kayla on she was our spring class of 2020 valedictorian and um, I'm going to get her experience of like what that was like because that would have been hella cool too like you're working hard you're like I'm Valley Victorian and then you're Valley Victorian of a YouTube video now so <laughs> I don't know I keep going back to the YouTube video it's not bad but it's just not that great but do you have any thoughts for the graduating December senior class yeah I mean I, I would imagine it's going to be really crappy considering you know you have such a limited experience because it's quarantine and you don't get to pop champagne on the lawn <laughs> mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but you know it's still a it's still something to celebrate it's still something to be proud of yourself for because you know you worked so hard for this not just for the past four years but like your entire life you know so yeah. it's still something yeah. to celebrate and you know at least the one thing that you can look forward to is the gigantic party that we'll probably have once covid is finally over <laughs> catch right? up on all of the birthdays the anniversaries the graduations i know oh my gosh oh my gosh love that love that cool so in terms of like so you graduated right before the pandemic happened so you, you maybe weren't impacted by like you had a couple of months right to prepare to get either a job or figure stuff out but like how was post-grad life for you and then kind of like what did you work on up until you know getting your position more recently so what you've been doing i think a lot of people think that after you graduate it's going to be super stressful mm -hmm. trying to find a job and what I found is that it's actually a lot less mm -hmm. stressful than undergrad because you have so little responsibilities now. At least 
um, if you don't automatically have a job. But I think even if you don't, I think even if you do already have a job, it's still less stressful because, you know, if if you are like me in university, you are taking a full load of classes, plus organizations, plus part-time jobs, Mm -hmm. plus somehow having friends. (laughs) (laughs) Having a social life. Yeah, so post-grad life is actually a lot less stressful, so definitely something to appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, I took a month off after I graduated, so I kind of just kicked back and chilled. I wouldn't have done that if I had known that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) the quarantine was going to happen, and then I would be doing that for months anyways. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so once... Once it hit January, I started applying for jobs again. Mm -hmm. And I think, I guess, word of advice for people that are either about to graduate or just thinking about the future in general is it's fine if you don't get a job right away. Mm -hmm. You will most likely have to apply to a lot of jobs before you actually get hired for one. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just apply to, like, five jobs and get discouraged because you didn't get any one of them. Mm-hmm. I probably applied to, like, 50 <laughs> jobs, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up getting jobs through connections instead. So yeah. that's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, like, I second that. Like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't apply to a lot of jobs yet <laughs> just because I'm, like, the type of person, like, how dare they not want me? Like, you know, but... <laughs> Um, I think, I think that's kind of interesting too. Like you mentioned, like, you know, it's not that bad. Like, I guess it's a little worse for the people who had graduated in the spring because at the time, like, you know, I think a lot of people had jobs lined up too right before graduation and then they kind of fell through. So that was a little difficult, but I do like how you mentioned the idea of like, it's less stressful. Like I definitely sensed that too. Like I was so busy all the time. Like I barely had time to eat or hang out with my friends. Like everything, I would do everything at night. Like I would like call up my friend Sonia and be like, yo, Sonia, let's get boba little sweet right now. Cause they close hella late. And so I honestly like, I have so much more free time. That's kind of why I'm doing this podcast. Like I would not be able to do this at USF, you know? And so I think it's a really great time to kind of like better understand yourself as a, you know, human being, what you want to do. So no major regrets, but yeah, no, I think I totally agree with you. Like there's so much more free time now. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, that's, that's another thing is once you graduate, you just have the rest of your life, which can be scary, but I think, Especially for people our age, we tend to rush life. Um, But, you know, we have just so much time ahead of us to figure ourselves out. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there are stories of people who will have a complete career change super late in their life. Sorry, kind of going back to advice for December graduates. Um, You actually get a lot more job opportunities after the new year because that's when jobs start opening up and when people's contracts end so if you don't get a job or don't have a lot of places to apply to before then like just just wait it out a few weeks and you'll have like a million different jobs to apply to at least that's how it was for me i can't speak for like 
anyone with a bachelor of science or like nursing students or whatever because that's just not my industry so i don't yeah yeah i think yeah definitely like that disclaimer of like most of our advice is for business communications media content creation type of jobs because like yeah i feel like nursing's probably popping too right now because they need nurses right I can't say everything about, like, every other position, though. But, yeah. It's good that you you at least brought up, like, hey, we're mostly talking about people who are in our industry, (laughs) who can work for companies, (laughs) who can work for businesses and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely research your industry you're going into and kind of evaluate the situation based off of that. But we can only give advice on what we know about. Mm -hmm. So, take everything with a grain of salt. (laughs) yep <laughs> oh my gosh um but yeah what any other things you want to mention about post-grad life what you've been working on things like that i guess take advantage of like you have all of this time to finally do all of those projects that you've been putting off you know um obviously it's kind of limited now because of quarantine and everything but i mean as an example i've been learning how to play piano so that's been cool I've been spending, Whoa. yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with family and my dog, who I obviously don't get to see oh. very much while I was in college, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice to have this clean slate. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Okay, let's talk about what you're going to be working on as of right now, or you've kind of been doing, so, like, uh, I know you mentioned... Um, to me at least that you're working on branding and social media like what's up with that how is that like yeah so details (laughs) (laughs) so I just got a full-time job with a winery Um, I'm gonna be doing marketing my I said I mentioned earlier my title is Mm -hmm. marketing coordinator but I have so many responsibilities that it could Mm -hmm. be a bunch of other titles like social media coordinator or content producer or digital media producer because there's just so much that i'm going to be doing yeah but yeah so i actually got this job through a connection um do you want me to like reiterate the marketing director from both of you guys thing yeah sure for sure yeah so i actually got this job through a connection from when i worked at boba guys which was kind of funny because I was just a Boberista at the time and the mm-hmm. marketing director for Bur- for Boba Guys. <laughs> I love Boba Guys, by the way. Like, probably, like I'm not even a Boba person, but mwah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Ask for a neighborhood discount. You'll get 10% off no matter where you are. Don't, oh, my God. Maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think so. But, um. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what can they do at this point? <laughs> I don't work there anymore. <laughs> true, true, true. Anyways. But Boba Guys got you the job? That's so cool. Kind of. So the marketing director at the time just happened to go to the store that I worked at a lot because she was friends with um, mm-hmm. my coworkers. So I kind of just saw her in passing. And then we recently found each other on social media Mm -hmm. and we had a little conversation over direct message and then she said something about Mm -hmm. something like if you ever need help 
finding job opportunities in the future, then don't don't be a stranger, basically. And at the time, I was already working, so I I said, oh yeah, maybe uh, like in the future because I'm working contract jobs, mm-hmm. so that's gonna end eventually. Um, so yeah, that's how I got this current job. Yeah, and. It's funny because I I never even sent them a resume. They just looked at my LinkedIn and my website and decided that they wanted to hire me. So I feel like that's pretty much your digital resume. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's really cool because I feel like resumes can get kind of stressful. And it's weird because if you're applying for a creative job, sometimes it's kind of like, do you have like a more professional resume or do you do more of a like fun one? You know what I mean? Well, what I learned from my communication internship class is it really depends on whatever job you're applying to so you know obviously for a design job you're not going to be turning in like a really boring basic resume like you want it to look aesthetically pleasing that kind of thing true Um, actually usf has some resources about i think the job career center or whatever they have resources of what your resume should look like according to the industry that you're applying to so i would check that out yeah it was pretty helpful yeah Um, yeah but i i think the fact that they looked at my linkedin was a huge plus because you know i can't fit all of that into my resume so yeah yeah keep keep your linkedin looking clean Look at my LinkedIn, and then we'll see what your LinkedIn is supposed to look like. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to check it out after that. <laughs> yeah. I put a lot of work into my LinkedIn account. So. Dang. Wait, I'm going to check it out <laughs> right now. But anyways, keep going. What what else is uh, like in your position? So you're starting like tomorrow, actually, right? Ooh. Yeah, I'm starting tomorrow. So yeah. they... I think my main I think my main responsibilities are going to be doing photography, videography, um, mm-hmm. every now and then motion graphics for websites and social media. So honestly, I'm kind of living the dream. Like I get mm-hmm. to do all of this creative production stuff, uh-huh. um, and I get a salary for it. Like, man, I'm I'm living the dream right now. Right. Right. Like, I, I think because I do marketing, like, this is my thing. Like, it's it's really fun. I think you do need to be kind of like a creative thinker, which is usually a huge turnoff for people. Like, I feel like if you're a creative person, you're going to be like, why is that a bad thing? It's not. It's definitely a good perk. But you always have to be up to date with, like, trends and certain ways yeah. to do things. And so that yeah. can be kind of difficult for certain people. But I would just recommend marketing. I, I love marketing. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. It's so easy <laughs> to me, at least to me. I think, well, because I've had three different marketing jobs mm-hmm. and they were all in different industries. Postgrad, I mean. So my first one was with the Center of Asian American Media. So our posts were catered mm-hmm. to that community of people that are you know interested in film or television with Asian Mm -hmm. American creators or Asian creators in general Mm -hmm. Um, and then my second job was for a venture capitalist company Um, so you know the content was for a completely different audience right Um, 
So yeah, we'll keep well, in terms of keeping with the trends, it's it's also just knowing what your audience is looking for. Right. And since I'm working for a winery, I, I don't think like these sixty year old wine connoisseurs are gonna be interested in like what's popular on TikTok right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really depends on the company. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, in terms of like you mentioned a little bit you're gonna be working on social media and all of that stuff um i know especially from now looking at your linkedin you also have a background in photography and videography like are you are you gonna be doing a lot of that behind the scenes too with your current position is that stuff you're gonna be working on with your current position so they actually hired me because they needed somebody that does photography and videography so yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's where they looked at my website and my portfolio and decided that they wanted to hire me. Okay. So wait, who exactly are you working for? Because you said winery, mm-hmm. right? Like what winery? Is it a new one? Um, so I'm going to be working for Fairwinds Estate Winery um, in Calistoga. Um, that's good that you're going to be able to add value right away, especially if you see like a need, like ways, easy ways mm-hmm. that you can already improve their social media. Yeah, I think and mm-hmm. I think that's another good tip too for people that are looking for jobs is that you don't necessarily have to find applications, but you can market yourself to different companies and show them yeah. how you'll be of value to them. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, did you have any other things you wanted to mention about your current position or anything about branding social media um, i mean it's hard to say i haven't started yet mm-hmm. um, we'll do a follow-up where we're like okay where is she now <laughs> where are they now <laughs> also like months later <laughs> awesome so i wanted to move on to kind of like the last topic of today um imposter syndrome and i'm going to kind of let you take over and kind of explain what it is and its impacts on your life and advice you might have for anyone listening that is going through it as well. Yeah, so imposter syndrome, if you've never heard of it before, it's usually something that artists go through where they doubt the validity and the quality of their work. So the term Uh itself comes from the fear that someone will call you out as an imposter, as in like, oh, you're not a real artist or oh, you're not a real professional, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that all artists go through, no matter what stage you're in. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that I still go through a lot, especially Mm -hmm. with my freelance work. Even as someone that literally just got hired for my (laughs) creative work, it's Mm -hmm. still something that I get really self-conscious of. If, you know, if my work is up to date or if my work is quality enough if i deserve to have this position those kind of things um Mm -hmm. so i think my advice is to just remember that it's okay to have imposter syndrome no matter what stage you're in whether you're Mm -hmm. a beginner whether you're you know a veteran or if you've Mm -hmm. had like a couple years of experience already it's totally normal to have imposter syndrome. And um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to freelance work, I'm not gonna lie to you, 
lot of the time they won't be able to tell whether or not you're professional <laughs> especially if the people oh. that are hiring you are mm-hmm. like a lot older they they won't be able to tell really i think mm-hmm. um when it's people close to our age they'll be able to tell when something is you know not as quality as it could be um uh-huh. but yeah i mean you'd be surprised how much work i get just using canva to make graphics for my job <laughs> that's what i use yeah. all the time <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah. just fake it till you make it i guess but mm-hmm. you know take that with a grain of salt because you know there's there's only so much that you can get away with um right but yeah also you know, find a good community of artists that can commiserate with you because it's so important to have people to be surrounded by people that understand you and that go through the same experiences as you and it's just a nice reminder to know that you aren't alone in these feelings of having imposter syndrome um mm-hmm. and lastly when it comes to imposter syndrome just flip the script like let that fear motivate you to keep learning and to keep moving forward instead of letting it discourage you and think like oh because I'm not good enough I should just quit here yeah but flip that and say because I don't think that I'm good enough right now I'm going to work towards being in a place where I deserve where I feel like I deserve to be where I am definitely awesome yeah no thank you for like talking about that because i know i don't know many people who may have it or like may experience it particularly just because i i don't really have that many creative (laughs) i don't want to be like none of my friends are creative or anything (laughs) like that but it's just like i don't think they've ever gotten to that point where it's like that much pressure where you know they start to doubt themselves but yeah it's something to always consider because i feel like if you're going through it you may not think it's like an actual thing or you're just like kind of doubting yourself but then knowing it and then kind of again like Mm -hmm. you said like surrounding yourself with other people who can kind of like like advocate for you or just you know like kind of share in that might like definitely make a good impact and Mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to just say like thank you for again being on the podcast are there any like last minute things you kind of want to mention or talk about or anything like that um I think just put yourself out there because you know there's so many opportunities that you're missing or opportunities that you don't even know exist when you're not reaching out to your connections or utilizing your connections um right even you know when it comes to i i saw a post from sizza just yesterday saying that Uh she hired her artists from instagram because they put themselves out there so you know don't be don't be shy when it comes to sharing your work uh and i think that's how a lot of people know to hire me in the first place is because i always post my work um yeah and i mean obviously that ended up going in my favor for this current job because i publish all of my work so Mm -hmm. yeah just don't don't be discouraged when it comes to sharing your work. Um, reach out to your connections. I, I can't 
emphasize enough how important it is to utilize your connections. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess other than that, mm-hmm. find me on social media. Yes. Um, and check out my website. And yeah, feel free to connect on LinkedIn. Um, most likely if you're mm-hmm. a USF student, then I'll automatically add you. But otherwise, you know, feel free to leave me a message um, mm-hmm. asking me to add you. Um, or, you know, just look at my profile in general because I'm pretty proud of my profile. So <laughs> I, I like to think that I have just the elite profile. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And yes, I'll make sure to link everything that you've mentioned and talked about in our bio description for this episode. So please, if you're listening, check that out and find more information about Abby and her work. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, you know, wear a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> Wash, your hands, Wash your hands. Stay safe. Don't be racist. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and then until next time, bye bye